0: I love the idea that no matter where you are and what you're going through, Jesus will come running to you. There's nowhere in the Bible you'll find Jesus running away. He's always running to you. The Bible said that when the father saw that boy and the prodigal son, he didn't wait till he got there. He ran to and meet him. Bible said in Hebrews chapter 2 For when that he himself has suffered, being tempted to be able to secure them that are tempted. That word, secure, means that the old English word, it means to, uh, to run to something, to bring aid, to help give relief. And God has never ran from anything. And in, in that song, uh, he, he runs to us, but he has run. To us and help us, and the things that we've gone through. I, I love the life of Joseph this morning, chapter 45 of Genesis. I love the life of Joseph, not because that he what he went through and survived, and he went through a lot of things and survived, and he came out better, not for the worst of the things he went through. And there are some wonderful things that we can get from what God got brought a lot of Joseph. Through and from chapter 37 of Genesis all the way to the uh, uh, end of the Bible it's all about Joseph it's all about Joseph it's because the life of Joseph uh, mirrors that of the life of Christ <laughs> Joseph is an Old Testament picture a foreshadow of the Savior of the Lord that will come to redeem you and I this morning and the cause of this morning, uh, that is the angle that I want to look at in this word. I, I, I want to come at the story of Joseph this morning. I want you to look further than just Joseph this morning. And I hope when we read this story this morning, you'll see Jesus like I saw Jesus. I hope when you read the life of this man, you'll see the picture of Jesus and what it, what it is that Jesus did for, in the New Testament I would like for you to see Jesus out of the life of Joseph this morning, if you could. Genesis chapter 45, uh, I'm going to read a few verses. Let's stand verse number 1. Genesis chapter 5, and we'll start in verse number 1. You, you, you know the story, what's going on here. When Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him and he cried calls every man to go out from me and there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brother. You know what's going on here. Joseph had just has been alienated uh, from his brothers for about 20 years now. You remember he 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 told them this dream that he had back in chapter 37. Uh, they didn't like the dream uh, that that Joseph told them because he said one day that you're going to bow before me. So they said, let's just get rid of this guy. We don't want to hear his words anymore from God. We don't want to hear about his dreams. He's just get rid of him. And they had been separated for 20 years. And now they're coming back into contact. And Joseph is revealing his true identity to him. And he wept and loud. And the Egyptians said in the house of the Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doeth not Do my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. For those two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in which thou shalt neither be ery, uh, erring or nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you as a prosperity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it is not you that sent me hither, but God and that hath made me a father to Pharaoh and the Lord of this house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. We have you, Lord, just touch our hearts and help us to see you in our lives today. Not only see it in the life of Joseph, but see you in the lives of each one of us today, Father. Help us to be that. Help us to shine forth the light. And Father, we'll give you the praise. We'll give the glory and honor in all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Aren't you glad God has a plan? Aren't you glad God has a plan? Uh, Aren't you glad before his brothers ever messed up things, God already had a plan? Can I say, aren't you glad before Adam and Eve messed up in the garden, God already had a plan? Uh, Aren't you glad before the devil deceived Eve and Adam and plunged humanity into the, the world of death and depravity and discouragement I'm glad God already had a plan. God has never been caught flat-footed. God has never been caught without a plan this morning. Somebody said, has it ever occurred to you that nothing ever occurred to God? I I like that. God has never walked around and said, hmm, I didn't think about that. I never knew that. God has never knew that. I'm glad God knows this morning. When I read these verses about Joseph and his life, I see Jesus. I see Joseph. I see Jesus. I think about Joseph. I think about Jesus. We find this morning that Joseph's the picture of the life of Jesus. And then he came to his own and his own received him not. He came to his brethren. His own brethren would not have nothing to do with him. Jesus came to the Jews and they persecuted him. They hated him. And then you know they, what they did, they, they did the same thing Joseph's brothers did. Uh, they, they sold him of the money into the hands of the foreign country. We find that Jews, through Judah, sold Jesus and delivered him to the hands of a Roman and wanted him dead. We find that Joseph uh, uh, in Egypt, and he, he gets mistreated, and we find that Jesus at Pilate, judgment hall and he's getting mistreated and lied on uh, and we find they took joseph took a, 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 a him down to a dark prison we find that jesus went down into dark pits and they, and and we find that uh, joseph uh, married a gentile bride we find that jesus came and his own received a night the jews would not take him and he called the gentiles and we're the Gentiles bride I, I see the picture of jesus in joseph's life this morning The Bible said Joseph ended up ascending to the throne. Thank God the Bible said God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that the name of Jesus Christ knees shall bow to things in heaven and things in earth and things under earth and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the God of the Father. We have found a, a bowed knee to him. And one day this world's going to bow their knee to the Father this morning. I'm telling you, we find that Joseph married a Gentile. We're the Gentile bride this morning. We find that Jesus is working through the world today through the Holy Ghost. He's calling out the Gentile bride out of this world. Seeking and saving that which is lost. And I'm telling you, every time I see Joseph, I see Jesus. What I really want to get to and uh, give you this morning, he said in verse 3, and I love this. In verse 3, and Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. I am Joseph. That's what caught my attention was these uh, alienated brothers, the separated brothers, gets the opportunity to meet this wonderful man of Joseph again. Their fellowship was severed. A relationship was severed. They, would, uh, they were away from each other for all these years and giving nothing a thought to Joseph whatsoever. In fact, they thought Joseph was dead. And God brings them back together. I want to preach on this morning how to meet Jesus. How to see Jesus. It's just like they met Joseph. You say, I, I, I know about Jesus. Just like these boys, they knew about Joseph, but they had never met Joseph. They had been alienated from Joseph, but thank God he brought them back into fellowship. That is what happened in the Garden of Eden. Amen. Man was separated from God. God's fellowship. But God in the, uh, the robe of flesh. Uh, in the form of Jesus Christ. And he took uh, the hand of God. And reached up and grabbed the hand of God. And came down and took, grabbed the hand of man. And he brought that fellowship back. That was alienated. We were separated. And he brought that union back together again. I'm glad there was a day that I met Jesus. And I'm not talking about a day that I just knew about him. I am sure everybody here knows about Jesus. Amen. Uh, Everybody here knows the the man of Jesus, the name of Jesus. They know that he talked about him in the Bible. They know that a lot of Christians uh, uh, talk a lot about him. They know that he died on the cross. They know that he he was buried in a tomb. They know that he was raised on the third day. But knowing of him is not the same of being meeting him. You're not, if you haven't, met the Savior haven't met the Master and if He's not your Redeemer this morning you need to meet Him this morning the Bible said He came to His own His own received Him not but as many as received Him they gave them the power to become the sons of God and to them that believeth on His name this morning I I like Joseph's brothers uh, wouldn't receive Him at first but you know who did receive Him? Those Gentile Egyptians received him. They took him in. Those Jews didn't want Jesus around, but his old Gentiles received him. Amen. From the very commonwealth of Israel, having no hope without God in this world, I saw him for who he was, the Savior of the world, Uh, The substitution for my sins. uh, And I'm gladly repented and received him as my personal Savior this morning. There are all kinds of people that know about Jesus this morning. There are all kinds of people that invoke the name of Jesus. I mean, have you ever met Jesus? Yes. But have you ever met him through the eyes of faith this morning? Have you ever received him? know him personally you see joseph in this text he reveals himself to the boys he said i am joseph when you read Acts chapter 9 and when the apostle Paul he was Saul at the time he got saved. Do you know what Jesus told Paul when he showed up to Paul? Paul knew about Jesus. He heard about Jesus. He knew all about Jesus but Paul had never met Jesus and then Paul was sitting there and Jesus came to him and he said Lord who art thou? He says I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. He was in it. He met him then. And he said I'm about to fix and to uh, reconcile you to myself. I come that you might meet me this morning. I hope this morning. I hope this morning that you've come to meet Jesus this morning. That I know him and love him this morning. If you would like to have that peace in your heart. If you want to know that you're going to spend eternity in heaven. Would you like to have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I'm telling you I met Jesus. Well, how are we are going to meet Jesus? How, how, how do we meet Jesus? And I, and I look at the story we just read, and, and the same way that the brothers of Joseph met Joseph again is the same way that we meet Jesus. Can I give it some three things and we'll call it quits for today? Just like the boys here, you've got to be hungry. Can I say, like I used to, you've got to be hungry. You've got to be hungry. <laughs> Do you know how they met, they, the, how they got back together? God sent a famine into the land. God made them hungry. They were living down where their father Abraham and Isaac uh, lived and there, there came a famine through the land. Uh, they had nothing to eat. They were hungry. They were starving. And somebody came by and said, hey, there's bread down in Egypt. There's some bread down in Egypt. Down in the land of Egypt there is bread. And you know who the, that said what that was? It was Joseph. And the Bible said that God brought him there for a great deliverance. Uh, it is that what God had brought Jesus down to earth for a great deliverance. Uh, it was like that it was in chapter 39. Uh, and Joseph uh, was brought to, down to Egypt. And Joseph left the holy land up there in Israel. And there he sat down in a wicked land of Egypt. And you know he went through all that. And God went from yonder down to here into this wicked land to bring deliverance for you and I. Jesus left the holy land, the holy world, and came to this wicked earth so that he may bring deliverance to you and I. The Bible calls him the bread of life, he is the bread. In fact, John chapter 6, he says, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger again. You know how to meet Jesus. You got to get hungry for the right thing this morning. You got to know by some way, uh, have to meet Jesus. A lot of people don't meet Jesus, don't want to meet Jesus because they haven't gotten hungry yet. They're like the prodigal sons. They're, they're filling their bellies on the swine food uh, that laid up like the, the Bible said in Luke chapter 15. He would feign that he would fill his bellies with the husk of the swine did eat. There, there are some this morning they're filling their bellies on the things of this world that has got to offer them uh, they ain't got time to fill up on Jesus they're filling themselves on the things of this world again they're filling themselves on the sexual desires of this world and let me tell you they everything every imaginable thing that you can imagine in your mind this world can give you and there are people who are filling themselves up on the things of this world and they're still hungry I don't care how much you eat, you're going to get up to hungry tomorrow. They're grabbing at everything they could reach out to grab a hold of, trying to feel that hunger that's down inside. And the only way you can feel the hunger down inside this morning is reaching out and meeting Jesus. He's the only one that can feel that hunger desire down in your soul this morning. Have you ever met Jesus this morning? Men will try to grab alcohol to fill the spiritual hunger of their life. Some even grab a hold of religion, join a church, be baptized. They're trying to fill a hole that is needed in their life. They'll reach out and grab a relationship, a job, education, reaching for money. They reach for drugs. They reach for power. They reach for entertainment, sports being popular. Hear me this morning, nothing can satisfy the hunger in a man's soul like Jesus can. Nothing can. Bible said, for he satisfy the longing soul and filleth the hunger soul with goodness. Do you know what made a difference in the life one day? I, I got hungry for Jesus. I heard preaching about him. And that day I came to the altar. I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was not satisfied from the things of this world, uh, uh, the things that it had to offer me. I was still hungry. I was still thirsty. I needed something to satisfy that hunger in my life. And when I came to that altar that night, I I said, Lord, it's me. I I got something down inside that I can't figure out what's going on. There's a hunger inside of my soul. I need to be filled. And Jesus said, I will fill that hunger. I will take up that void in your life. I'm so glad he came in my life and he filled that hunger, that desires in my life. Now, are towards him. I met Jesus. You're going to get to meet Jesus. You're going to have to get hungry. You're going to have to get hungry to meet Jesus. That's the problem. Not enough people getting hungry this morning. They are satisfied right where they are. They're trying to resurrect a dead man by feeding him things of this world. You've got to get spiritual food, spiritual bread to be resurrected. Thank God when I trusted Jesus, Christ gave me a spiritual bread, spiritual water, and it resurrected my dead body this morning. I oh taste and see that the Lord is good. Do you have a hunger for the Lord this morning? And Jesus is enough to satisfy your hungry soul this morning. They got hungry and they went looking for bread. The trouble people are looking toward the world to feel their hunger. It's not, it's not in the world. There's nothing in this world has offered that will satisfy your hungry soul this morning. But if you meet Jesus, if you meet the Christ, he offers bread that the world does not have. And he will fill your hungry soul this morning. I guarantee you, you have never met him. You come down and you meet him personally one-on-one. Not that I heard about Jesus. Not that I know about Jesus. But I have personally met him. He has come into my life. He's changed my life. And he said, I will fill your soul. You've got to be hungry to see Jesus this morning. They were hungry. There was a famine in the land. I believe there's a famine in this land today. Not for bread and water because we got plenty of that. All you got to do is go down Walmart and get that all day long. But there's a hunger for the word. There's a thirst for the word of God today. And the only way you can feel it, you can't go to these uh, charismatic movement churches they got going on today because they're not going to fill you with the bread of life. They're going to feed you with the things of this world. The music is the things of this world. The are is the things of this world. In fact, they even look like the world on the inside. And they're trying to win the world on the outside. You can't do that. If you want to satisfy that hungry soul, you've got to get the bread of life from Jesus Christ this morning. They were hungry. You know, when, you've been, when you're hungry, it'll it make you do things you never thought about. I, I remember one time I was in Germany, and I went out on uh, a detail with some, uh, another group of people. I went out that morning, gone all day, all night, the next day, and that evening they brought me back, and I was hungry. I was hungry. I busted up in that mess hall, and I said, you got anything to eat? And he did clean everything everything. I said, y'all got anything here to eat? I'm hungry. He said, I got some lasagna. I can't stand lasagna. But I'm hungry now. I'm hungry. That pain was hurting. I I had to have something to get that pain to go away. I said, well, bring me some lasagna. He brought a big old plate out there, and I sat down with a cup of coffee and that lasagna, and it took me a while to take in the first bite. But when I took that first bite, that pain kind of eased up a little bit. I, I took another bite next thing up and I, I finished that lasagna and I found out that it, it, it solved that pain that I had down inside of me. Let me just say if you've got a hunger down inside of you this morning that you have never been able to satisfy, you come and meet Jesus this morning. You're going to have to be hungry to meet Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Not only were they hungry, not only you've got to be hungry, but you've got to be honest. Look at chapter 42. Turn with me to chapter 42. They got hungry, and they go down to Egypt where there were fine bread, where they were told there was bread. They get to Joseph, but they don't know it's Joseph. They're hungry, but watch how they get honest. Look at verse 21. And they said one to another, We are verily guilty concerning our brother. In this we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us, and we not, would not hear, therefore this stress came upon us. And Reuben answered and said to them, saying, Spake I not against you, this, saying, Do not sin against the child, and, and you will not hear. Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. And they knew not that Joseph understood them, for he spake unto them with an interpreter. They said one to another, we are verily guilty. Do you know how to tell somebody who has not met Jesus? They have never got honest with Jesus. You can't meet Jesus without getting honest. Honest. You can't meet Jesus without realizing that you are guilty. What are you guilty of? The same thing that the brothers are guilty of. We're we're guilty concerning our brother. You know what they were saying? It's, It's our fault. It's our sin. They thought Joseph was dead. They thought they were guilty of killing Joseph. Do you know what you are guilty of this morning? What I am guilty of this morning? We are guilty of the death of Christ this morning. You you say, "I, I never killed anyone. The Bible said in Isaiah, God laid upon him the iniquity of all. The Bible said that we were wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. He died for our sins, not for just his sins because he had no sin. He was perfect. He died for your sins and my sins. You know what you are this morning? You're guilty this morning. You're guilty of being a sinner. You're guilty of the blood of Jesus Christ. You know why sinners are are, are going to hell this morning? Because they're guilty this morning. God has already passed judgment on guilt of the death of his son. There is only one way to get absolved from that. You've got to get on the right side of his son. Watch them get honest. He said in verse 22, and Reuben said unto them, I, not are you against this? Do not sin against the child, and you would not hear. Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. And they knew not that Joseph understood them, for he spake unto them as an interpreter. Chapter 37 is when they sailed him into bondage. They didn't get real honest until chapter 42. You will find nowhere from there to here they admitted that had done. And who they had listened to, business picks up. Not only when a sinner gets hungry, when he takes the next step, when he gets hungry, he gets honest with God. Oh, God, I'm a sinner. Save me. And when you start telling God that you're a sinner, you need to be saved, business business will pick up. You can't get honest. That's why a lot of people want to get saved. They won't get honest with God. You've got to get honest with God. The, re- the real Bible and pre- preaching will come to salvation and make people feel guilty. We've, we've had too much of this sugar-coated preaching. And all it ends up is being a tooth decay. Amen. Just come to Christ and everything will be all right. Please mark this down. Don't forget this. If you've never felt guilty for being a sinner, then you have never met Jesus Christ as your Savior. The Bible said Christ died for our sins. Have you ever felt guilty for the fact that you are a sinner this morning? There are those that think preaching should not make you feel guilty about your sins this morning. You're going to hell if you, if you never felt guilty about the sins you had this morning. The Bible said, for he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Have you ever had that feeling of condemnation on you? You've done something that you should not have done. Most kids, and most of us were kids, some of us were born old. You know you're a kid and you've done something you know you should not have done. And, and, and your mom and daddy catch you doing it and they send you your room because you know you're going to get spanked. You go to your room, you're sitting there, you're thinking about it, and that what you've done it starts weighing over top of your head. It brings that condemnation on you. Oh, Lord, I, I should not have done this. I, I wish I had done that. I, I wish that would have been right. But now that condemnation is on you, that's the same way as a sinner. You're a sinner. You're lost and undone. You're dying. You're going to hell. The weight of that condemnation is on top of you. And the only way you can get it off of you is become honest with God that I am am a sinner and when you tell him I'm a sinner please save me he can take that condemnation that weight of that all for your life and make you live better you've got to have a hunger but you have got to be honest with God because we're under the hands of an all sovereign God the condemnation for death for our sins And let me tell you, as soon as you take your last breath, and he holds that too, as soon as you draw that last breath, he's going to sentence you to hell for eternity. Have you ever felt toward him that way? Jesus said, Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather for fear of him which is able to kill the story of both soul and body in hell. You need to be concerned that God has already found you out. <laughs> and can I say this? We try to hide it from each other. We, we say, well, I, nobody saw me did that. Nobody, nobody knows I did that. But can I just tell you right now, God sees it. And can I tell you, God keeps real good records. He keeps real good records. In fact, the Bible says we're going to stand before God and give account for every deed in our lives that we've done. Even the Bible says we're going to give an account for all the idle words. That tells me God's keeping real good records on us. That, that means he's seeing you when you've done what you've done. You, you might think, I got by with it. Nobody else saw me. Uh, nobody heard me. I was there. But let me just say, God sees you. The Bible says, I saw a great white throne, him that sat upon it, whose face the earth had fled away, and there have found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stood before God. And he took books were open, There's them books. The dead were judged out of those books. Those things was written in the books according to the works. What is written down in those books? Everything that you've done you're going to be judged for. And it is deeper than that. He said that which is done in the dark (laughs) be shouted down the house tops. He knows all your deeds. It's all written down. You can't hide from Him. Have you ever got to a place where you got honest with God? I I remember how guilty I felt before I got saved. The light was shining on me. And me only. Nobody else. Don't care who was there. It was all about me. I wasn't worried about what somebody else was doing. I don't care what they were going through. I don't care how bad they were. It was all about me. It's what I've done. It's what I've said. It's where I've been. It's about me. And that weight was laying on top of me. It was pushing me down worse. And I was heading to the pits of hell. I was heading that way as fast as I could get there. But thank God, I I, I got hungry and I couldn't find nothing. And I came to the altar and he filled me with the bread of life. You've got to meet him in that light. You've got to be hungry and you've got to meet him personally. You've got to be honest. It's all about me and my sins. They got hungry. They got honest. You and I, if we want to see Jesus, if you want to see Jesus, we come to church every Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday. We're here every night. And I feel sometimes that we get in a rut that we're not really seeing Jesus. We don't see him like we should see him. We don't feel his presence like we should feel because we're not coming hungry. I, 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 can I can I tell you this every time you come to church you should come hungry Now I'm not meaning for a steak you should come thirsty that means if I come to the house of God and I'm hungry and I'm thirsty I'm looking for something and I know that if I get there and if I'm in that shape of being hungry and thirsty God is able to fill that in my life and let me just say this isn't it so much better that when you come to the house of God and you're hungry and you're thirsty God meets with you and fills you that when you walk out the door you're no longer hungry you're no longer thirsty and you got the presence of God all over over you come to the house of God hungry looking for God get thirsty and find God he shall fill you they got hungry there's a famine in the land they got hungry they had to be honest they admit that their brother's blood was on their hands can I say this look at chapter 44 chapter 44 I'm about done They got hungry. They got honest. Can I say they got humble? Chapter 44, verse 14, Joseph is about to reveal himself to them in chapter 45. And all these things led up to that. Verse 14, And Judah and his brethren came to Joseph's house. Isn't that something? There are in a house in his house. And I say this morning, you were in his house this morning. Can't you see the picture of Joseph and Jesus? (laughs) I love this. I love this. Joseph is home when he comes to the Lord's house. Good news. He's here. He's here. He is home with the bread giver. He is is here. When you feel guilty before him, he's here. You know how I know. And he is here. The Bible says there were two or three gathering his name, He said, "I'll be in the midst. I think there's two or three gathering his name today. He will be in the midst." And they fell him on the ground. and Judah and his brother and son, the Joseph's house, for he was yet there, and they fell before him on the ground. You see that they're doing, they're getting humble. And asking for mercy. The last step to meet Jesus, you not just get hungry, not just to be honest, but you got to be humble enough to ask somebody else to do something for you that you can't do for yourself. I know that we have hard-headed people. I am one of those. <laughs> We're not going to ask anybody to help us. We don't want no help from anybody. We think we got it. Like that song, we want to be Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. What can I say? Your way is not the right way. It's not the right way. We're going to pick ourselves up by our own bootstraps. I don't need anybody to help me. I don't want help from anybody. I can do it myself. Wrong answer. Well, if you're going to heaven, you're going to need some help. You've got to have some help to get to heaven. You're going to need some major help to get to heaven this morning. If you want to get to heaven, you get to have God's help this morning. Nobody else's help. You don't need a preacher's help. You don't need a singer's help. You need God's help this morning. How do I get hungry? How to get honest? And when I. Get there, how to be humble enough to ask for it. You realize multiple times uh, when this bread came to them, they tried to pay for the bread. And every time they tried to pay for the bread, they gave the money back. In other words, if you want this bread that he's got, you can't buy it. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. Is free. It is free. You say, Who is it free to? Good news it's free for the worst of the worst. It's free for the guys that try to kill themselves, try to get rid of themselves, the ones that try to get rid of Joseph. You may think God wants you to give you eternal life. Oh, yes, He would. Just because you might not be this that or you've done this and that that God won't do it. You can't earn it. God has to give you eternal life. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to pay for it. All you got to do is get hungry, get honest, and humble yourself for a living God and beg for mercy and God will give you the bread. He'll give you the bread from heaven this morning. I'm glad for the day that I met Jesus. I realized I was hungry. I just got honest. I said, Lord, this is who I am. I I can't change who I am. I can't undo what I've done. My past is my past. But if you do something with me today, i walk in the newest of life. i walk in a different direction. I'll walk in a different way. i walk with you. You lead me, I will go. Wherever you take me, I will go. I won't argue with you. I've done that before with God. I'll argue with you. I'm trying to introduce you to this Jesus before you leave this world. I feel a lot of us have never really met him if you leave this earth without ever meeting Him, knowing anything about Him, you missed everything there is. You missed everything. But if you leave earth without ever knowing or meeting Jesus, you missed everything. But if you met Jesus, you ain't got to worry about it. God is able. I'm telling you, we need to, come to the house of God thirsty and hungry to meet Jesus every time. Every time you walk through the door say Lord here I am, I'm hungry. You you come back tonight and say Lord I'm hungry. I, I need something from your table. It's not the table of the world. It's not what anybody else got to give me. I'm coming hungry looking for you. And I promise you, if you come hungry and you come home thirsty, you come to the house of God, God will give it to you. If you're honest with him, say, hey, this is who I am. And you just get humble and meet him at the altar. He will fill your life this morning. He'll make a change in your life this morning. But he'll never do it unless you're hungry for him he'll never do it unless you're honest with him he'll never do it if you're not hungry what a wonderful thought to come to the house of god hungry every time and knowing that you come hungry that when you left you got filled i have never seen a person that come hungry for looking for god that God did not fill them before they left. I-, I love sometimes some people come to the altar and they get so full they go out the door shouting. You could hear them as they go down the road, Praise the Lord! Because they got so full. But every time I come through the door I say, Lord, I- I'm hungry. I need something from you today. I, I need something from you today. I- Lord, I got to have something from you today. If I'm hungry enough and I'm humble and I'm honest, He's gonna feel you, he's gonna feel you.